Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the second episode of this three-part series into the whole alchemical journey. Into the second part we'll, we'll jump into these stages and we'll begin with the first stage, the Negretto or the Blackening. And now if you haven't already listened to the previous episode, I would invite you to do that first as it covers the basic principle and purpose of this whole alchemical journey. So it lays a solid foundation as well as covering the prima materia, which is the base matter or the identity itself. Now with that being said, let's move on and discuss this Negredo stage where the whole spiritual transformation begins, the passage through the darkness and the confrontation with the shadow aspect. Now this represents all the traumas, the limiting beliefs the repressed energies and emotions that are stuck in our body, the blockages. In that sense, these are all the things that we need to shed an awareness on, parts of us that we either need to release or integrate. Like A lot of our shadows are basically unlived potential that just wants to be acknowledged and be brought to the light. So, also at this step we are we are called to find the inner strength to be able to look at these parts of us and develop the skill and the sermon to truly see what is in there. I mean, this communication with the unconscious part is usually done through dreams, symbolism, rituals. And so the negredo is represented by the spiritual death, the letting go of the old ideas and limitations that are blocking our growth and open the door to new insight. And this is what most people call the dark night of the soul. The main element here is the fire. Fire is very catharsis. It burns that prima materia down to ashes. And it represents the destruction of the ego-based identity and material attachments. Now, only truth, only our true nature survives this fire. And these are the ashes of the old identity. So when it comes to tarot, this first stage, the Negredo, starts with the with the chariot, card number seven. So if you remember from the previous episode, we ended the prima materia at card number six, the lovers. And now here, the chariot is where we realize that the identity and the ego we constructed doesn't serve us anymore. And so we go through the first death by leaving the comfort zone and stepping into the unknown. And then in the next cards, Strength and the Hermit, card 8 and 9, we find the courage to go inwards and we have the glimpse of the freedom, life through different lenses. The Hermit holds the inner light within his lantern, but at this moment it is still trapped. And in the, at this stage in our soul's journey is where we, we have the speak behind the veil, we have these moments, these epiphanies, the transcendental experience, you know, we, we receive a vision of what is possible. And this vision is that guiding light. Now further on, in the Wheel of Fortune card, this vision becomes real and we learn to detach from the rigidity of our worldview, to accept the changing tides and stop resisting life. And instead learn to flow with it, learn to surrender to it. We realize the suffering doesn't come from the circumstances themselves, but from our resistance. To, to life and how, how we perceive it. To become whole, 
we first need to be centered. We need to find the center of the mandala from which the spiritual evolution will unfold. The rim of the wheel contains the pleasure aspect, the um, temporal, whereas the center is that anchor to the eternal truths. Now, next on in the journey, represented by the justice card, is where we learn about the principles of cause and effect and we open to the concept of free will by learning to take responsibility. This is also the stage where we start to understand that vision, the vision of a more beautiful world, like Charles Eisenstein says. And we find that at the center point is where everything starts to come into balance, you know? Also, as we learn about the cause and effect principle, we start to understand and find the root problem of a lot of blockages and limitations. We also start to opening our energy centers, the chakras, where a lot of energies have been blocked. And so with these new avenues of freedom and expression become available. The fool starts to understand that to be able to access the innate free will, it needs to understand itself. And so, the journey takes us forward to the hanged man and death, which represents the mortificatio process. Now, the hanged man shows um, how we've been seeing things the wrong way, and shows us the eternal truth. And that the only way to the superconscious is through the subconscious. This is where the initiation part starts. And we have an example here of Odin, who hanged himself from the world tree to receive the knowledge of the runes. What we can understand from here is that we need to reverse the way of knowing from doctrines and outer teachings, symbolized by the Hierophant when we formed the Prima Materia in the previous episode, to the direct revelation. And also this stage is the the gestation period, you know, where we get ready to go through a major shift, the preparation to face that ego death. And then in death is where we go through the discomfort, the pain to to crack open the ego identity and surrender all that is no longer serving us on our path forward. We recognize that the medicine itself is in the wound and that the realm of bliss that is on the other side of the pain. And so we stop running away from it and instead go right through it. We stop suppressing the uncomfortable emotion. We come face to face with the realization that death is not an end point. And so we use the strength that we found to go through that, realizing that the light on the other side outbalances the very fragile sense of safety of the comfort zone. And so in that sense, that preparation was needed. Otherwise, death can be very disturbing and can lead us even more astray. But with the preparation that we went through in The Hanged Man, well, death becomes a blessing. And this gratitude is what makes us strong. This is what's helping us go through it. So then after death comes temperance, where we finally invite the spirit in into that space that was created. And so here we end the Negredo process. We destroy that limited narrative that we lived in so far. And now with the help of our spirit, of our pure essence, we are able to usher ourselves towards 
a more empowered way of being towards aligning our desires with our soul level desires and lowering those walls around the heart. Now we realize that the fabric of reality is impermanence, a constant death on and rebirth on every level from the celestial beings all the way down to the cells in our body. So without going through this Negredo phase, there is no growth. You know, that skin that no longer fits us needs to be shed. And that is uncomfortable. It is painful. And so we need to prepare for it. And it requires us to hold space for ourselves, to nurture ourselves, to prioritize ourselves. And then in the end, it is the suffering that turns the blackness into the whitening. But the conscious suffering, and here the emphasis is on the conscious suffering. And I will leave you with some things to contemplate on while going through this phase. Ask yourself, what am I being brought down to? What am I being invited to release? What am I being invited to integrate? Which parts of me am I not okay with? And so with these contemplations, I'm going to end this chapter. And then in the next episode, we'll cover the the other stages. The Albedo, Citrinidas, and Rubero. And so we'll finish the, the soul's journey. And until then, much love.